Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. The teacher shortage. It's something we've talked about on the programme in recent weeks. It's been felt right across the country, but it's particularly bad in Dublin at the moment. And one recent survey by the Irish Primary Principals Network found that 65% of schools in Dublin are unable to fill all of their teaching posts. So we're asking, would a different pay scale for those working in Dublin to offset the price of accommodation, would it help to keep teachers in the capital city and not even just teachers but other civil servants too Well News Talk Breakfast put that very question to the Education Minister Norma Foley about teachers this morning I absolutely accept there are particular challenges in Dublin in terms of uh, recruiting So should we look at a Dublin waiting? Well, um, I'm conscious that people reference the, the, the London allowance, as it were, in particular. But I suppose um, when, when you look at, I suppose, the um, situation for our teachers as they begin into their careers, um, we're looking at in and around €40,000. Um, that would be on a par, if not greater in some instances, of what's been offered in terms of the additional allowance being made available in London. Again, I, w- I would say to you that I know that it's not a situation that is unique to education. No, it's not unique to education and I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier in the show as well and we've had a number of texts from uh, nurses, um, other HSC care workers who've got in contact with us off the back of that a little bit earlier. Uh, a number of guards as well have, have got in contact. So I'd love to hear from other civil servants today. Do you think being paid more for working in Dublin city centre or right across the, the Dublin region, would that keep more civil servants in the capital city? Or is it the case that the bright lights of living in Dublin is enough? Is it sufficient to attract people? Or maybe you take the view that no, like €40,000 or in around that, if that's the salary, it's, it's totally irrelevant what part of the country you're working in. I want to hear a variety of views on this today. 53106, as I said, is the number if you want to get in touch with us. Kate is with us though, on the line in Tipperary, because Kate, you, you I believe you used to actually live in London, where this type of um, the London waiting payment it is in place there. So what's your thoughts on it? Um, well, it's in place, um, all right, but it's an acceptable norm in the UK. Like, it's accepted that people who work and live in London have higher expenses. But having said that, um, people who live in the country um, who don't have access to public transport, and I know you were talking about that yesterday, mm-hmm. they have to own a car. So that like if you think of the amount it takes to run a car is about eight to ten thousand a year annual expenses so the the one thing i would say about the dublin wasting is dublin has the highest is the number one city in the whole of europe for the cost of buying a property so in the uk they also have for key workers that's what they call teachers guards nurses they have affordable housing schemes for them and they have affordable mortgages and they also have subsidised canteens, subsidised lunches. So there are things that are kind of integrated into acceptable norms for key workers, you know, that everybody accepts that they are frontline workers. They're doing a job that other people don't choose to do, but has got a certain level of risk involved in it and also um, they're assisting the public, the public health and various different other things that we need to survive in our country. So 
they have a very um, formidable task, you mm. know, educating the population, the health of the population, the security of the population. So in some ways, um, you know, we're going to have to come up with, with um, I don't think um, a Dublin waiting um, would be, could be, um, you know, I think it's acceptable because of the type of work that they do, but it should be, you know, it should be integrated with other supports for them, like um, okay. mortgage um, and stuff like that, which so, they do in the UK. They have all of these supports outside of the waiting. The waiting is only about 2,000, between 2,000 and 6,000 sterling. And there's also been a review recently that it should be at least 6,700. And that was reviewed, I think, earlier this this year. So um, it's still not to the level people think it should be, mm. even there. But, but, but I they have it, all these other items. Yeah, but it, yeah. it is there as an acknowledgement of the cost of living in London, and particularly around accommodation and the fact that it is more expensive. So, like, what is the general consensus among the public towards it? Just totally acceptable? Yeah. In the yeah. UK, yeah. Okay. Gr- Grace is on the line as well. Kate, stay with us if you don't mind. Um, Grace is with us too. Grace, do you think, you know, more money, whatever you want to call it, the, the so-called kind of Dublin-weighted uh, earnings like they have in London, is it a fair system? Um, hi, Andrea. Um, yeah, I absolutely think it's fair. I think it's needed. Um I think if the Department of Education needs teachers, they need to pay them appropriately um, to live and to be part of the society that they work in. I mean, if you're a teacher in, I don't know, Kildimo and Limerick and you're renting there versus renting in Ratmines, I mean, it's incomparable. Um, the teachers should be paid according to where they are working and Dublin obviously is more expensive. Um, the wage, a teaching wage, you know, starting out or even you know, after a couple of years of teaching, it's just not sufficient for um, living um, kind of a comfortable uh, comfortable life, I think, in Dublin. So I think they need assistance. And if the Department of Education need teachers, they need to pay them. So I can't see how it could be debated um, or how it could be uh, even considered that it's not an option. It, it needs to be rolled out and probably sooner rather than later, if you ask me. I heard Norma Foley mention you. You heard that that piece we played a few moments ago. She said that the starting out is in around forty thousand. Is that right? Is that yeah, the figure? She... I, I I would yeah. Well, I'll tell you. I I actually left. I was a primary school teacher. I, I graduated from Mary I about ten years ago. Okay. And I, I looked. I, I looked at the pay scales and I did the maths. And you know, I was a single twenty-one-year-old girl, and I thought. How am I even going to go to Dublin? I was looking at the rents even 10 years ago. I said, I'd love to go to Dublin teaching, but I kind of did the maths and I thought, mm, I don't think it's going to, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. So off the back of that, I kind of, I kind of changed career. But um, I mean, I would have loved to have stayed being a teacher and I'd love to have worked in Dublin. Um, but I think I did the maths in my head and I thought, well, you know, there's going to be, you know, in 10 years I'll be on X amount. But inflation is going to go up, and I don't think it's ma- it's going to match that. So I think I'm one of the lucky ones in the sense that I did kind of get out. I see a lot of talk about career breaks. Teachers are leaving and going on career breaks into roles in junior positions, and they're getting paid more than what they are as primary school teachers. They're going into tech roles, sale roles, uh, for you know for you know software companies and things like that on their career breaks, and they're realising that 
um, hang on a minute, I'll probably, probably stick with this. That's why there's this, the shortage. The shortage boils down to the fact that there isn't enough money and teachers aren't being adequately compensated for the work that they do. And I think that it needs to change. So even after qualifying... Um, yep. Grace, you you decided you looked at it after you you know sat, yep. sat did the degree and and qualified yep. as a primary teacher and yeah the st- um, the starting salary at around forty grand and you d- said no look I'm going well, to yeah yeah that's probably changed yeah, I don't even know if it's now about forty yeah it's changed again since but like you know forty I mean you know I don't know if it's, it's enough really in this day and age you know especially if you're a qualified competent intelligent you know well-educated individual who deserves to be paid appropriately um you know i was lucky in the sense that i was young i was 21 when i kind of got out of it and i went to court and the masters and kind of cyber and it and things like that but um i have friends now who are coming to me they're teachers in dublin and they're saying great i need to get out of this i can't afford to live here they've met you know partners from dublin they they can't afford it. They can't. They want to live there. Mm. Um, you know, uh, so they're now leaving the 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 vocation or you know the career of being a teacher and you know starting out going to do masters in different things. And, so they're re- you know, retraining. So yeah, they're retraining. They're leaving. Yeah. Can they're, I can I ask you what sector you went into? So I work in insurance and I work in IT and um, compliance. So I work for a leading Irish insurance company, um, but uh, that's what I do at the minute. And okay. I'd love to have been a teacher, but I think <laughs> my priority was having enough money to, you know, get by and get a house and get a mortgage. And luckily enough, you know, I've been able to do all that, which I think that I haven't, were I to have remained teaching and doing what I probably loved, um, I wouldn't have been in the situation that I'm in now. So, you know, I had to kind of forego that, you know, want to teach to kind of do something that, you know, don't get me wrong, it's a good job and I like it, but, you know, it, I would have preferred to have been teaching, but the, but the wage situation worried me too much. Yeah, okay. Eric is on mm-hmm. the line as well. Um, Eric, do you think it's fair to have weighted earnings and, and should those living in the capital city receive more? Hi, Andrina. Um, yes, most certainly. Every single industry out there, um, if you work in the capital industry, if you work in the capital of the country, if you work in any major city, you get paid a higher wage. If you compare the wages from Dublin to Cork, Dublin will be higher. If you, if you compare the wages from Kerry, from Kerry to Cork, Cork will be higher. So that's the way it works. So that works in private industry. It, 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 it attracts young people who want to work to the cities. They, uh, a lot of young teachers, they like going to cities for the first couple of years and then, you know, when, when life changes and circumstances change, a lot would, 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 if they could go, go home, maybe move back to more rural areas. So I think having a scaled, a scaled version of pay so that obviously in Dublin you get a higher proportion than maybe in the other regional cities you get another, um, less than Dublin but more than living in rural we have, and to say it can't be done, I think, is, is, is not accurate either. We, we, we do with the rent pressure zone. So all across the country, in, in, in the key areas where it's hard to find a house, there is a rent pressure zone. So how about we just say any area that's a rent pressure zone, that's a place where a teacher in that area could possibly get a, a slightly higher wage to help them live there, to help them move there. Um, as Grace, I think Grace was the last speaker you had. Mm, she spoke very well. She spoke very well. And she was she she explained how she left the profession. She didn't want to, but she left it because she the, the sums didn't add up. Um, to become a secondary school teacher now, you have to do a two years masters. That costs between twelve and fourteen thousand just for the masters alone. So straight away, 
new teachers are down. Um, you mentioned Norma Foley about starting around 40,000. Point one on the teacher scale is 37,000. So if you qualify abroad and move to Ireland, if you get full hours, and that's only if you get full hours. So as a secondary school teacher, an awful lot of young teachers do not get full hours. They might get half hours or part-time subbing, all that type of stuff. Then you are nowhere close to 37,000. So, um, and just as a point of reference, and this is nothing to compare and contrast um, different employment opportunities. I, I saw in the paper, I saw, on the, I saw on the online last week, bus drivers in Dublin, they're, they're, doing, they're starting salary of 41,000. So to become a bus driver, you don't have to spend six years in third level college to become a qualified bus driver, which secondary school teachers do. So it just shows there's, there's, there's a gap there. And that is why teachers or students in Dublin and are, are suffering because um, the teachers aren't there. And it's, it's not as bad in other major cities, but it's getting there. I'm okay. In, sorry, I'm, I'm in Limerick. And uh, when we hear we have a job opportunity coming up, I contact my cohort in Dublin and see if I can get someone to move down. And uh, they nearly bite off their hand for the chance to move down. Especially do they? when they hit. Yeah, they do. They bite off their hand. It's the relocation. Yeah, the transfer. The, yeah, when they get the chance in their late 20s, early 30s, they get the chance to move back to uh, a, a different, a, a more rural part of the country or definitely a smaller city or provincial town, they take it. And the last thing, if you don't mind, before, before maybe you move on, is redeployment. The government need to do something. Norma Foley, the Department of Education, need to do something about redeployment. I would love it if you could say to a young teacher, okay, for the first 10 years, you can go and work in the city. But if you then decide to move to a different part of the country, you don't have to start from scratch. You don't have to, you don't have to start at the bottom of the scale because literally what happens is you have to give up your job in the, in the Dublin school and find a new job down the country. If they could do something about redeployment, that would solve a big problem because it would allow young teachers to move to Dublin at a, a relatively young age, do the things that young people do in the capital city, and then when their life circumstances change, they could move back to where, they, where they'd like to start. Similar to how like, the panels kind of work. Is it? You were talking about yes. secondary, I guess. Well, I'm talking about secondary, but of course, primary school as well. Why not? Uh, sure, it, it can work. It can, it, it can be done. It, 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 it can be done. There is small redeployment at the moment between counties at certain levels, but if you had a national system for that, I think it would really help. It, w- it would encourage young people to stay in the profession, knowing that when they decided to move to uh, an area where may rent are cheaper, maybe where they want to settle and raise kids or whatever they wanted to do, that that option was there instead of having to quit your job and restart again and start at the bottom of the scale or start at the bottom of the ladder in a new school and, and hard get promotion because if you're at the bottom of the ladder in a new school, you know, it, it, it's getting middle management and senior management is a hard thing to do because you start at the bottom okay. again. So. What, what about this texter here who's got in touch to say, I completely agree with the idea of the Dublin um, weighted earnings, but I'm not sure if the teaching salary can be increased across the board if the holidays remain the same. Is, is that Could correct I just to me? come in there? Of course you can, yeah. That's Kate, um, I think, isn't I it, Yeah. yeah. I agree with a lot of what has been said. Like, I'm also a qualified teacher, and but I'm an adult ed teacher. I'm capable of tra- teaching in a secondary school, but because of the system um, that's that's been referred to, how difficult the system is to actually work. For instance, you just get part-time hours. You get. I couldn't commit to becoming a secondary school teacher because of how teachers are treated when they enter the profession. Like when you when you finish a teaching degree in other countries, you have a permanent job waiting for you, full time hours. You don't have to do these part time stints to prove that you're capable of or worthy of a full time contract. And it's all of the messing around that's involved that makes it harder for teachers to stay in the profession or to 
um, decide to get into the profession, um, the cost of the qualification has just been mentioned and mm. how much you have to study to become a teacher and then it's not um, rewarded appropriately in the sense of your first salary. It's kind of like a few things that are involved here, including the support, the supports to move around the country, the support with your mortgage, the support with cost of living that that teachers get in the UK. They get a, more supports to actually remain in the profession, and they also get what's called a golden handshake. So, for instance, if I was say a key subject like I taught Irish or I taught maths or I teach science. STEM subjects, they get a much higher salary or they get like when they join or convert to that subject, they get a much higher salary for teaching that. And um, with regards to the salary, um, you know, I don't know who sent that text in, but if there's um, 38 students or 31 students in a class and there's one of you and it's your responsibility to teach, say, several of those classes during the week and ensure that they get through their exams, I think that's worthy of, of a very decent salary for a very decently educated person okay. who is doing their utmost to educate the whole of society, you know, in terms of their intellect. You know, obviously the parents need to be involved in that side of things too, but, you know, the responsibility is high. It's not like, and I'm not talking about just teachers mm. for, for wasting. I'm talking about all key workers. So, um, nurses uh, and guardie and teachers. Okay. They have a higher responsibility to the society. Some of the texts in on this from listeners, this texter says, I can't believe this discussion. It sounds like people have an absolutely great life and all they do is complain, according to this texter. Another listener says, I notice it's only the teachers calling in with regards to weighted pay scale. They do realise they get paid 12 months and they work 8 months of the year. Um, on average with holidays. It's effectively a 60 grand salary, according to this texter. Another listener says, I heard the question about the starting salary of 40,000 or about that in the civil service. I applied to the civil service with a starting salary of 25 grand. I went through all the applications, two test interviews and was offered a job. I asked them where the job was and the gentleman on the phone said he didn't know. Do you do you want to take the job? It was working for, the, for a department and the location could have been absolutely anywhere in Dublin. I'm on the dart line. It would have been tricky to get to from where I'm living just in the outskirts of Dublin City and from where I live or various places so it would have taken um, so I couldn't take the job for two reasons number one I didn't know where it was and number two the starting salary for the civil service for this position was €25,000 Keep your thoughts on this coming into us today. 53106 is the text line number. Do you think that people earning, um, people working in the civil service, but those working in particular in the Dublin area, should they be paid more? Maeve is with us on the line. Maeve, you got in touch about this. Can you hear me all right, Maeve? You can. Yes, indeed. Good morning, Herb. Good afternoon. How are you? Good. Not bad. What's your view on this, Maeve? Um... Well, I've just been listening to the programme there and I think it's pretty one-sided. I think that, um, I suppose, younger teachers, I suppose, perhaps don't really understand the fact that when you are working in the country, you're not just working in a, within a five-mile radius. Like, I have to travel over an hour in the morning to put this my place to work. It costs me at least €100 Euro per week, approximately, on in fuel. You know, that's not taken into consideration either. And during the bad weather, 
I was actually, I was leaving my home in the dark at half past six in the morning to get into work for nine o'clock. You know, none of that is taken into consideration, mm. you know. So you feel that uh, those working in the civil service then in in Dublin or in other, you know, in, in other um, major cities, they shouldn't be paid more than MAVE? No, I don't. I don't think they should. Okay. And what about the whole, you know, conversation around rent and, you know, house prices and all of that? Um, well, look, I suppose I, I really can't contribute to that particular point myself because I have I was living in the city um, actually up to maybe a year and a half, two years ago. I did take my own personal choice to move out and to move home, you know, uh, but with that becomes, you know, there are other considerations you take too. But in saying that, when I was a younger teacher myself, you know, I did sacrifice. You know, I did I did sacrifice financial. Um, I put certain monies away so that I would be able, I bought a smaller house so that I knew that eventually, eventually that I would be able to move home. You know, I bought a, I bought a two-bedroom apartment in the city rather than a three or four-bedroom house, you know. And I think maybe that is a consideration that maybe the younger generation may have to consider. You, you cannot just go straight into the top. But then again, that could be an argument that's showing my age. Mm. No, I think it's a it's it's an interesting point. I'd say, I'd say, maybe there'll be fairly mixed views to it as well. I mean, Eric, would you agree with that? You understand, traveling an hour in a car every day to work is very challenging. Um, I, I, and I get this kind of comes back to my earlier point about the redeployment. If if redeployment was easier within the education sector, that that lady might be able to um, move to a school close to home, which would improve her work-life balance. I suppose, look, we have a teacher shortage and if the minister wants to do, um, do if she wants to make it better, she wants to improve the, short, the shortage, it's not that there's not teachers being trained. There are loads of teachers being trained, but most of them are not going into the industry or a, a large percent aren't. For instance, um, the, the teacher that was in England there, um, she mentioned STEM subjects. I qualified as a, as a, in a STEM and there were 35 in my class and only six or seven out of the 35 actually went into teaching. The most of the rest they went off working in industry in manufacturing and things like that because the salary was superior. So um, I know people probably think teachers moan a lot, but what we're doing here is we're vocalising issues that exist mm. and hopefully, hopefully it can develop a conversation where Norma Foley will listen and she'll hear it and then she might enact changes that can make that can encourage teachers mm. to think. Well, I, 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 I listened to her with great interest this morning and I, I thought it sounded like she was very much pouring cold water in the concept of the additional pay for teachers in, in the Dublin city region. Anyway, for now, listen, we'll have to leave it there for the moment. Maeve, Eric, also uh, Grace, Kate, thanks a million for joining us on the programme today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.